Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. Before we get into this big show of basketball, I want to talk just for one brief moment about Mike Van Deest. Do it. Because I think he's worth, absolutely worth talking about. Great, great. I, I've only met him one time, but was fortunate enough to sit and chat with him a little bit. Couldn't have been a sweeter guy. And I say that with all due deference because he is, uh, uh, he's a, he's a tough, hard-nosed football coach, but just very, very uh, kind and gracious, I felt like, in my uh, in my time with him. Absolutely. And Mike Van Deest was an assistant coach. He said in, in the story that the Helena Independent Record did this morning that he has always felt, despite his 20 years as Carroll College's head coach and his 203 wins and 14 conference titles and six national championships, he was always a better assistant than he ever was a head coach. And I think that the, the pulls and the demands and the pressure that comes with being a head coach really got to be a lot for Coach Van Deese towards the end. I also think a lot of things changed at Carroll. It became, it's always been hard to recruit to Carroll College. It's a private school. It's very expensive. It's very high academic. It's, you're recruiting to a very small place in a very small town. And I think that a lot of different things sort of derailed the dynasty that was Carroll College. I mean, as recently as 2014, they were a 10-win team in the playoffs, but then they had four straight losing records, and I think a lot of it was circumstantial. You had Montana Tech get their new field. They have Montana Tech being able to have the they have the the like the Votech version of Montana Tech. It's like a mm. it's a secondary college, so the kids that maybe can't get into the engineering part of Montana Tech can go to this other place and still be eligible for football. It's a different NAIA rule than it is in Division One. Carroll doesn't have something like that. And Chuck Morrell did a great job and sort of became the the dude in the Frontier Conference at Tech, and I think that stole a lot from Carroll College. But regardless, 
Mike Van Dies' resume is unprecedented. But when after he won that sixth national championship, then every time there was any opening in either of the Montana schools, Mike Van Dies' name came up. Mike Van Dies was in the mix at Montana State when they hired Rob Ash back in 2007, but they ended up hiring Coach Ash. Uh, I think that Mike's name, Coach Van Dies' name was floated around when Bobby Halk left in 2009. But then after that, most of the last decade, he really removed himself because I think he just was trying to get out of the head coaching realm. But the part that I think is so interesting is that Van Dies was the defensive line coach here at Montana from 1980 to 1985. And he coached for Larry Donovan, and he coached some great players. He was an assistant coach on that 1982 Grizz team, which really set the table for then what Don Reed was able to take and make the Montana football program. And then Van Deest, he spent four seasons at Northwestern. He spent eight seasons at Wyoming. So his resume was great. I mean, he's one of the great defensive line coaches and just defensive coaches, period, in terms of line and linebackers that Montana's seen. I just find it so fascinating that he's going to Bismarck, North Dakota to coach at the University of Mary. I get that it's really hard to scratch the itch when you're a guy like him that has lived a life of football. I mean... The guy's been in football since 1970 when he was playing for the Wyoming Cowboys. But if he was going to wait it out and he just really wanted to get back into the game as a position coach, I just think it's wild that he's he's going outside of Montana right. to I do mean, that. They're, they're, he, could, he could walk in to almost any head coach's office in this state and say, you know what, I'd love to help you out, and they would be insane to not take him up on no that. No question. So... so that he he's got a resume which carries all the leverage you could possibly have to 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 sort of call your shot and that's why i think you know so, there's often more going on for decisions that are made like this than what we're privy to certainly and it seems like perhaps there is some of that whether there's a family tie whether there's uh, who, who knows what you know he's at a point where he's uh, like he's got had grandkids something like that going uh, who knows what's well, going he's on. actually he actually had his kids a little bit later in life so the main reason when he said he retired was that his son his son was a junior in high school and yeah. he said his son was a hockey player and as we know Youth hockey is massive amounts of travel. And he said, I just want to watch my son yeah, yeah. travel around and play hockey. You know, I guess the thing, though, too, is you, you look at a guy like Mike Van Deest and many, I mean, you know, even, even uh, uh, you know, FCS coaches and so forth. There's always another rung on the ladder, man. You know, always. And we just become so expectant that whatever field you're in, you know, you're just trying to get to that next good thing. And look, there's, you know, there's plenty to be said about, you know, chasing a dream or trying to get to a particular. But also, I think it's so often overlooked. And we almost look at it askew, a, a askance a little bit of guys who just like doing what they're doing, where they're doing it. Like, is there is there a problem to be had with a guy who just is is great at it and enjoys being an assistant coach as opposed to even though he was an overwhelmingly uh, the, the most successful you could be as a head coach. I mean, all of that stuff and, and at whatever level or in whatever town, who knows? So this is bizarre. I mean, when you it from, from, you know, going as an assistant to the university of Mary in Bismarck, as opposed to an assistant anywhere else. I mean, I, I, I don't know why there or why now, well, but, the, I mean, the, the two connections are, first of all, I mentioned the Dale Lennon connection in the Sports Center, yeah. and Dale Lennon was the one that, he, he led North Dakota to the Division II National Championship, and I think it was either 2000 2001, 
but they went to I think three straight North uh, national championship games at the Division Two level. Yeah, North Dakota for for years and years and years and years has hung their hat on their high pressure three four defense. Mike Van Deest also ran that defense, so I think him and Dale Lennon cross paths in coaching clinics, trading notes on what's the best ways to run fire zone blitzes out of the three four stuff like that. Yeah, but the other thing is the University of Mary recently hired Craig Bagnell as their head coach, I think before the 2017 season, so this will be his third year. But Bagnell's from Polson. Mm. So I think there's a local connection there as well. But I don't know. It's interesting. Van Deest, it seems to me, has always shied away from maybe being in the brightest of bright spotlights like you were saying. I mean, I think that he's always liked maybe the smaller level of football. But it just struck me that this news struck me because – a couple weeks ago, we haven't even mentioned this on the show. Former University of Montana defensive coordinator, as well as former Northern Arizona head coach Jerome Sowers, took a job as a position coach at Southern right. Oregon. Right. And I think it's indicative, of, and there's a parallel there, of how hard it is to really grow out of football. Yeah. If you're still a relatively young guy, I mean, Coach Sowers is not yet 60. He took a couple years off, but he obviously missed it. But I also think that there is a little bit of what you're saying. I think reverting to, reverting is the wrong word. Going back to your roots, Coach Sowers is going to coach secondary. It's a lot less high stress than being on the hot seat in sure. Arizona forever. And, and and the last thing that I think about, the, at the University of Montana, Coulter, there's three coaches for sure, and maybe more like five or six assistant coaches for the Grizzlies who have been lifers in football and are into and well past the middle portions of their careers and and uh, some guys this might be the last stop on that on that career train okay we almost never even see to say nothing of speak with the assistant coaches at the University of Montana right protocol how much of you know it's by design and you go well you know people like well what, what kind of you know why doesn't Bobby Hauk want his guys I think a lot of these guys, wanted that they wanted to say let me show up do the football that i love and go home okay this is the greatest thing in the world i live in missoula montana i'm coaching these kids doing the football thing having a blast and then i go out to eat and nobody accosts me and i don't have to sit up there and think of things to say to two telenuanas every day you know whatever the thing is and they you know at some point when high school kids come on this show, when college kids come on this show, generally they're great. You know why? They love being here. They can't wait to be on ESPN Radio, on S- whatever the thing is, okay? Sure. And that's fantastic. Other guys, you know, there's a reason there's writers in these contracts where they get paid to do media, you know, because it's a it's a necessary part of the job, but also it becomes laborious over time. How many of these do I need to do? And some of these guys are just like, you know what? I'm, I'm good. Let me do some football. Let me do some basketball and let me get on with my life. And that I, uh, I totally respect. Well, and, I, and it's a great point because you could say, quote unquote, just the defensive line coach at Montana or Montana State. There's no question that like Byron Howe and Barry Sachs were going all over the country recruiting oh, for the sure. last couple right. of weeks and months. Maybe Coach Van Deese doesn't want to do that. And when you're at a D2 school, your recruiting territory is not that far flung, especially when you're in Bismarck, North Dakota. I mean, the University of Mary, to my knowledge, is 
the majority of kids from Montana and North Dakota. They're D2. Okay. But I mean, the the roster is made up of majority of kids from North Dakota and Montana. And so you don't have to go all over the place. It's not the recruiting, the the dead periods and when and how you can recruit guys and national signing and all this stuff that I think a lot of old school coaches are really annoyed by. I agree. I mean, just no. I don't know Coach Adis very well, but I do know him a little bit, and I know that he's about the last guy that's into the Twitter graphics. And uh, I'm so blessed to receive my 11th offer from you know Southwest Alabama State. He's not into that stuff at yeah. all, and so I, you know, maybe it does make more sense than we're letting on. Two Tail Nuwadas, one zero two nine ESPN Radio. Certainly, regardless, our absolute best to Coach Van Deest, who's uh, a legend, a complete legend. Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed I do, so I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and secure. Am I right? Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. Well, for you business owners out there, whether you have an online business or a brick-and-mortar business, it's still running through the web. We all know that's a fact. And in today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. They do. They're keeping everybody cyber-secure and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. Let's do some basketball culture here just for a couple minutes. We're going to give you, in about 10 minutes from now, Tickets to the Grizzly-Weber State basketball game. This turns out to be a big, big game. Weber State has won four of their last five. They started that winning streak in Mon- uh, in uh, in Weber, in Ogden, with a win over Montana. Yep. And they got that W in overtime, and that has really proved to be a catalyst. We say it's a catalyst. It was the first win of several wins, four and five, mostly, I think, because they're getting healthy. But now, Montana, you know, Certainly doesn't want to be swept by a team, and it's once again Grizzlies-Weber State, which is always a, a huge matchup in men's hoops in the Big Sky Conference. And so this is an exciting basketball game here on Thursday. But, Coulter, here's what I want to know about the Grizzlies, okay? They're now 10-3. and three. Eastern Washington's 9-3, and three, a half game behind, but they hold, obviously, the two-game head-to-head over Eastern. So it's almost like being a game and a half up, and then they are, they are a game and a half up on Northern Colorado, but Northern Colorado has the W against Montana. They have not played in Missoula yet. The Grizzlies, Coulter, are you ready for this? Are 4-9 and nine on the road this season. Right. They are 10-1 and one at home, and the one loss was to Montana Tech of all teams. Right. Shout out. Okay. Leor Diggers, good for you. Uh, but they are undefeated in Missoula against Big Sky Conference play, but also or in Big Sky Conference play. But they're also, I believe, four and three, or even three and no, 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 three and three or two and three on the road uh, against in the Big Sky Conference. Is there cause for concern, particularly when you know the Big Sky Conference is going to be played on a neutral site? Okay, but not in Missoula if you're the Grizzlies. Well, certainly. I mean, I think the living, that living, uh, winning on the road is a learned skill, certainly. And I, I think that that's a skill that Montana still hasn't quite 
captured yet, although their best win of the year is on the road at Eastern Washington, and that is the only Big Sky game Eastern Washington's lost at home. So right. they've proven they can do it. Now they yep. just have to prove they can do it again and again. We did this with the Cats in, in segment one, scoring out the rest of their games. Yeah. Let's do it with the Grizz real quick. Okay. Montana's got Weaver State on Thursday. This is going to be a great game. I can't wait for this game. I think that Montana will win in Missoula uh, uh, on on Thursday. I think they will. But this is this is going to be a great game. It's a great game. My yeah. excitement for Big Sky Conference basketball is back. Last yeah. time at the arena, I was loving it. Eastern yeah. Washington game, I was all in. We, oh, were, yeah. we were loving it. We were having a great time. Had some popcorn. It was great. It's great. Idaho State Saturday? Dub. Yep. At Montana State. I think they're going to win that game. Northern Colorado at home in Missoula. A little chance for redemption for one of their road losses that you're talking about. I think they win. Here's the thing. this You start talking about, well, are they going to win four in a row, five in a row, six in a row? They, this sets up for them because they have these two. If they can beat Weber on Thursday, right. I think they certainly will beat Idaho State on Saturday. Yep. Then they have a week off to yep. go play Montana State. Who, who also we, has to play at Portland State on Thursday, right. too. That's right. This does not set, It didn't set up well for the Grizzlies the first time around. They still got the win. Montana State, the same thing. They got to go to Portland State and then come back. So th- then they have the week off, the full week to Saturday to get that game, get ready for it. And, and I like Montana's chances against the Cats uh, on February 22nd. And, and then they have another week before the, or not a week, but five days, right, before the Northern Colorado game. It's not a Monday, is it? It's a Thursday it's game. It's a Thursday. Which you know that Travis DeCure is going to be lighting fires throughout the week, regardless of outcome for that Northern Colorado game, which, by the way, depending on how you know things shake out, could be... It's going to be a very important game, period. It's almost no certainly going to be a game that's that, that you want to separate. Because here's the thing we talked about off-air when it comes to the, the way this sets up. We talk about the top four seeds and you just got to get a bye. But if there are, which you and I, I think, are in agreement on, basically the three best teams in the conference, yep. which is Montana, Eastern Washington, and Northern Colorado, yep. if you're the top seed, regardless of who you are of those three, you place yourself on the opposite side of the bracket from the other two, presuming they become the second and third seed. Yes. So, if you are and the Eastern second... And Washington's knocked out the two seed at least once in the last two years. The two seeds got knocked out. Montana hasn't had to play the two seed. Right. They played Eastern in the championship as the three seed right. two years in a row. So, the reality is, and obviously so much can happen, okay, okay, get it, but the point is, is if you get into the final four and it's the top four seeds... The two versus three game is 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 a coin flip game with these three teams playing in it on a neutral site. You would think, and you don't want to have to play either Eastern Washington and then Montana, or Eastern Washington and then Northern Colorado if you're the Grizz, or you know any one of those scenarios. If you could be the one seed, you're going to play whoever the four seed is, which is going to be no cakewalk. I mean, sure. we understand that. And you probably would want a different seed than the seed that plays Portland State if you're the Grizz, right? Right. And so, And I think all of these teams probably point to a nemesis, right? Mm-hmm. Like a team that's on their list that for whatever reason plays better against them. For Montana this year, it's Portland State. Right, like the cats don't want to play Eastern. Eastern whip the cats yes, both times. Totally, exactly. So, so it, who you can't pick the way that stuff shakes out. But just in general, it matters this year in particular to be that top seed. If there was a, if it was a clear cut top four, maybe it wouldn't matter as much actually. Sure, but because there's a clear cut top three, it does. 
the Grizzlies versus Northern Colorado in Missoula is again going to be a great game. I'll, I'll I'll take Montana at home. I mean, they're undefeated at home, and they need they will you know they will be geared up to play in that game and prove Northern Colorado not wrong, but but to get you know a, a split with them on the season. So I'll go a win. Jonah Radabaugh is the biggest X factor in the league in Absolutely. my opinion. He his his impact as an X factor is not as great against Montana because they're so versatile offensively, and and because Jonah Radabaugh overwhelms all the great on-ball guys in the league with his size because he's athletic enough to go. I mean, he's 6'4", and he's athletic enough to guard Harold Frey and Derek Harding and Trayvon Allen. No, I, I don't Allen. think he's 6'4". I'm not buying that, but he is bigger than most of them. Okay, but regardless, yeah, Montana's on-ball guy is Saeed Pridgett, who's who's as big or bigger than Jonah Radford. He's bigger than he's bigger than Jonah Radford. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And that's yeah. the one thing where when you put the ball in Pridgett's hands, Radabaugh just, he gets in your shorts. I mean, right. he is in you, and he just derails you so much. But the other thing is, if you're playing Montana State, you go to war with Harold Frey. If you're playing uh, Weber State, you go and go get Jarek Harder. Go sick him, you know, and see and see what happens. If you're playing Montana, who, who are you going to pick? I mean, you can pick Saeed Pridgett. That's fine. But they have a great versatility of scoring options, the Grizzlies do, that a lot of teams just simply do not have. Jonah Radabaugh, 6'3", 195. Told you, full inch off. Yeah, right. So, okay. So, th- th- this is good, though. So, now you got the Grizz on a seven-game winning streak. Because uh, they've already won their three. next four. Yep. They've won three in a row. At, uh, at Sac State. So, this is where it gets funky. Mm-hmm. Because the Grizzlies just are notoriously struggling in the nest. But I don't think Sacramento State, I, I think I think it's kind of going sideways right now for Sac State. So, I mean, I think they win that game. Okay. At Northern Arizona. Loss. Wow. Okay. I think that you're probably good with it, probably saying 50-50. At loss or at Southern Utah? So they're, the, they're Southern Utah's home. Southern Utah's at home. Yep. Last game of the season. I think they probably win that unless they don't have to win it. But if they don't have to win it, then this conversation is moot. So I say... So, I, you're, say, so you're saying 6-1 down stretch, 16-4 for the Grizz. Yeah. In conference play. Same record as a year ago. And a, and a one seed if they do that for sure. Yep. I agree. Um, yeah. I agree. I mean, I think that, I don't it, know. This sets up well for Montana, admittedly, right? This I, this I, game on Thursday is a huge game, but then the way the spacing happens, this sets up well for the Grizzlies. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, I think 16 and 4, 15 and 5 are pretty, pretty safe bets because I don't know which ones they might drop. I do not think they're going to win their last seven and go into the conference tournament on a 10 game winning streak. And I don't, I don't even know, know if that'd be a good thing, I, right? Exactly. I yeah. don't even know if Travis Secure would actually even want that. Yeah. But I think that five and two over their next seven is is right on par with what you'd think, and six and one would be great. I think it's a, a coin flip game Thursday night here in Missoula. I think it's a coin flip game when they play Northern Colorado. I think it's a, and then I think that they'll lose one of the two at Sac State or at Northern Arizona. Yeah. So there's one loss is either either one, but I think that they won't lose both. I agree. So there's so they're one and one there. Sure. I think the other ones are are almost certain going to be wins, and then you have two coin flip games. We were state in Northern Colorado. So if you go two and two in those games, that means you're five and two down the stretch, and you're fifteen and five. If you sweep those games, then you are six and one down the stretch. You're sixteen and four. You know it's so it's so funny because you're you're very right about this. Like the last seven games, if you're going to ask me to pick them individually, I'll pick Montana in every single one of them. Right. But 
I will not pick them to win the last seven games. Like you, you it feels like with a Northern Colorado, whether we were saying even at home, like you, you're probably going to drop one of those games somewhere along the line. Like it's just, you know, it's just not going to happen. And maybe it gets weird on a road trip somewhere along the line, like you said. So five and two. I think five and two is reasonable. I think six and one is reasonable. But also, I mean, I think Montana is certainly going to be favored in, in every single game they play the rest of the way. I think you also have to consider the four and nine on the road and what the, this young team is going to react like when they're playing in a gym of less than a thousand people in yeah, Sac State. I mean, the four and nine is overblown, but call it four and four at least sure. on the road. I mean, five, sure. five, that includes all their non-conference games power against five power games, five sure. teams. No, totally. But... When the three freshmen on the Grizz roster go to Sacramento State, all their families is going to be there. Yeah, that's right. a that's a unique challenge. Yes, they haven't done that yet. Yeah, playing in the ten thousand seat football stadium in NAU when there's eight hundred people there, <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, I mean sight lines in basketball are a real thing, oh, and that very and real. that is yes. a cavernous. Yes. That's why NAU is so good at home, just for the pure fact that they play there. When everyone else plays there, you're seventy two hundred feet. There's the stadium is. Eight percent full, and yeah. you're shooting into a sea of nothing. There's a reason beyond just the Vandals' defense that the Grizzlies only made three and only took eleven three pointers at Idaho. Right. You can't see the day end thing. You know. <laughs> right. It's two tell Nuanas one of two nine ESPN Radio. We'll take a quick break. The MHSA Hall of Fame inductees. There's seven of them. They're all worth noting. We'll go through those with you right after this. We also later in the show going to give away some Dobie's teriyaki, but right now, since we've whetted your palate for it, you want to go to the Grizzly Weaver State game? I mean, this is one of probably the last two big, big games in Missoula, Northern Colorado being the other one. This is going to be a great game Thursday. We got a pair of tickets for you right now. 329-1899, 329-1899, caller number three to 329-1899. You got a pair of tickets to go see Montana, Weber State, Thursday night in Missoula. You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. That's right. They got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. With the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call. Very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home, even when you're not. When you've been uh, in relationships uh, and Valentine's Day rolls around, have you gotten things? Oh, dude, I've never had a girlfriend on Valentine's Day. No, I don't believe that. I gave my sixth grade girlfriend a card and flowers, and she said, no, I don't want those things. And I have not had a Valentine's uh, Day person since. I've had girlfriends. They've been on and off a lot of the time, and most of the time uh, I made sure to navigate the no girlfriend between Christmas and February. Is that right? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. So Friday, uh, just in case my lady friend is listening, I will celebrate Valentine's Day with my first Valentine. Well, that's good. I just, here's my thing is I, I, you know, my wife and I made it, 
you know, pretty clear early on I wasn't going to be participating in the Valentine's Day. It's good. And uh, and she was okay with that and then wasn't really okay with that. And now mm. actually is leading the charge on some of that, which it's is good. Good. It's good. But I'm trying to understand, is it is it a two-way deal? Because mm. I feel like on a, like an anniversary, right. yeah, there's a, sort of an exchange that happens sure. there. Right. But I feel like on Valentine's Day, often it's uh, the, man, romancing the male the side of the thing going, you know, it's kind of a one-way street. All I'm saying is, if you'd like to give me a, a facial, because I enjoyed mine very much, I would take that. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And not necessarily you specifically, but I Same mean, one. I'll take it for whoever. Anybody giving me a, a gift card to go down there, kindred skin and soul. Stay we'll, tuned I'll tomorrow. We'll be giving it away. So we'll hook you up. All right. Just like we always do. Coulter, let's do a uh, prep extra segment, shall we? It's uh, yes, brought sir. to us by our friends at the Farmers State Bank. Again, Farmers State Bank giving away 10 $10,000 scholarships to 10 different seniors around the state of Montana. Go on to FarmersEbank.com right now to find out and learn uh, learn more. You have until March 15th to get this thing done. So go find out. This is a great, great deal that they're doing. Uh, Coulter, we listed the seven uh, folks that have that that are have been elected to the MHSA High School Hall of Fame. And... You you want to go through all seven of these folks? I mean, they're all they're all great. Josh Eustace, as you mentioned, probably the most famous, the most notable in terms of what he went on to do. Basketball player from Great Far uh, Great Falls went to back to back state championships, won back to back state championships with Great Falls CMR. Then goes on to play at Stanford, and then goes on to be a first round draft pick in the NBA. A pretty good. He's now playing for what Bayern Munich? Is that what we said mm-hmm. uh, yep. uh, internationally in Europe? But uh, certainly. I mean, he's, is he the best basketball player in terms of how it went to come from the state of Montana at the high school level? No. Larry Kostowiak. Okay. I mean, where was... Josh Eustace was a first-round draft pick, which sets him apart, certainly. Yes. But then he bounced in between the NBA and the and the D-League and then overseas and then back to the NBA. Right. He's gotten his shots for sure. And Larry Kosovic was by no means like a headliner type all-star guy, but he was in NBA rotations for more than a decade. His, his uh, career as a professional, as an NBA professional, is is certainly the best uh, Larry Kosovic is. But I'm just wondering about, I mean, in terms of, I mean, you go to Stanford, the all, is he the all-time leader, all-time in, leader block? in block shots as well as scored a thousand points? I mean... Isn't it crazy that Josh Eustace is the all-time I mean, the Lopez twins, for crying out loud, went to Stanford. He's the all-time leader in blocks and then is a first-round draft pick. I mean, that's that's really, really remarkable. Uh, in any case, so he's on this list. But again, this is all this is all about, I mean, is it all about what you did in high school or is it yes, somewhat I, about, man, look at how great this guy is. We got to put him in because well, he was great in high school too. Obviously, no, he was exceptionally good in high school. I mean, he's a grade younger than my brother. I remember watching Josh Eustace growing up uh, our whole lives. I mean, he was he was outstanding, outstanding yeah. in at Great Falls CMR. Uh, but I think most of this is just based on your your high school resume. So I'll just give you some highlights because I think that some of these folks maybe. So the way that this goes is there's a modern era and an old timers category. Okay, and so that some of the old timers are people that maybe haven't been brought up in a long time, but are getting remembered for sure. Yeah. Uh, Marge Connors, who's now Marge Markle of Glasgow, uh, she was the first three-time All-State selection and the first Carnation All-American in the history of the state of Montana in women's sports back in the late 1960s, early 1970s. She's a four-time All-State performer in track. She won individual state championships in the javelin, the 100 meters, and the 800 meters. 
She went on to play basketball at the College of Great Falls, which is so random. Mm. But the, oh, I mean, it makes sense because that's sort of close to Glasgow. Glasgow's not really close to anything. But then transferred up to Boise State when Great Falls dropped their program. So that's impressive. Uh, Dwayne Olson of Big Sandy. He won the. He was on the uh, Iowa nineteen. Uh, this says the Hawkeyes nineteen sixty nine national championship wrestling team. But he the, before that says he went to Iowa State. So I'm not sure. Either way, a national championship in the wrestling world. Gary Peck, really impressive. Yeah. This guy won seven MVPs in three different sports and then went on to become one of the most prolific scorers in the history of Grizz basketball. He's from Libby. But here's an amazing thing. This is how much sports has changed. At the University of Montana, Gary Peck was all-conference in both basketball and baseball and was on the Big Sky Conference winning men's golf team. How about that? Three-sport athlete. He's also the MVP of the Grizzlies for the highest-scoring Grizzly team in the history of the program, University of Montana. Which so, is amazing. You know, filling it up, Gary Peck. So those are your old-timers. Then Jeff Ellis, who played at Billings Scavio in the mid-'90s, he was a state champion in wrestling and javelin, but most famous for going to BYU and being on uh, BYU football team that finished 14-1, and top five in the nation, won the Cotton Bowl. But then the three most relevant to our listeners here, Tyler Emmert, we mentioned him in the Sports Center. Yeah. Emmert's one of the greatest winners in the history of the state of Montana. This is stunning. This is stunning. There's no question. He played for Mark Sampson at Helena Capital. Yep. Mark Sampson is the son-in-law of Bob Petrino Sr., who was at Carroll College forever. So the the Carroll College roots run deep. That's right. But th- th- we're talking about Mike Van Deesen, maybe the way that the game has cha- the game changed when he was there. Mm-hmm. I mean, Tyler Emmert could have certainly played at, at Montana State at the time, and maybe even Montana at the time when he came out of Helena Capital High School. And Helena, I mean, Carroll straight up out-recruited him to get him to stay home in Helena. He was 24-0 as a high school starting quarterback for the Bruins. He was the Class AA MVP in 2000. And then he went to Carroll, and he won four straight national championships, threw for 12,778 yards, 110 touchdowns. Those are better numbers than Dave Dickinson put up at Montana. Also rushed for 1,209 and 23 touchdowns. He's one of 14 players in the history of college football, any level, to throw for more than 11,000 yards or rush for more than 1,000 yards. 133 total touchdowns. That's amazing. But more amazing than any other thing is that in his football career as the starting quarterback between Helena Capital and Carroll College, he went 80-3. and three. I mean, that's that's not, I mean, it's just just dumb. 80-3. and three. Yeah, Think yeah. about how insufferable that guy was if he ever started <laughs> losing, like, pickup basketball games. <laughs> yeah. Just ready to fight everyone. I mean, how, how could he even handle it? And then you mentioned Josh Eustace. He's definitely uh, the most famous of these people. And then my buddy Jeff Larson, uh, who was a good buddy of my fr- uh, brother and I, Played for the Grizz here in Missoula, but at Cup Bank, he was a local legend, certainly. All-State in football, basketball, and tennis won 11 state championships. Three in basketball, one in football. He was the quarterback, and then four in tennis as a team, three in doubles tennis as an individual. So it doesn't get much better than 11 state titles. Hey, Jeff Jeff Larson. You know, maybe share, huh? You know, a little bit. 11? You got to have 11? I'm over here with a goose egg? Come on, man. Hey, that's pretty cool, though. Congratulations to all seven of those folks for getting in. That's very cool to go relive a little bit of history at the high school level. Uh, congratulations to all of them. That is our prep extra segment. It's brought to us by the Farmers State Bank. Go online, farmersebank.com, and see right now. Get any kid that you know, senior in high school, homeschool, doesn't matter, Western Montana, go on there, Farmers State Bank, giving away $10,000 $10, scholarships. That's impressive. Uh, this is their 20th year of doing scholarships around the state of Montana. So they're doing 10 of them for $10,000. That's significant. Go register 
submit the application and uh, and get some money for school for next year from Farmers State Bank. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Hold on, I've been cleansing all day. I'm hungry. Give them something. I'm gonna. Okay, we're doing it Don't next. You worry. Sorry, Don't I got my mind worry. stuck. You're all fired up. I'm, I'm not gonna forget the Dobies here, but uh, great uh, Grizz greats coaching tree podcast episode five. It's out now, people. You can go listen to it. We're gonna play it a little taste of that thing with Don Holst and uh, give you some Dobies teriyaki to go along with it right after this. Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed I do, so I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and secure. Am I right? Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. Well, for you business owners out there, whether you have an online business or a brick-and-mortar business, it's still running through the web. We all know that's a fact. And in today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. They do. They're keeping everybody cyber-secure and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. Episode 5, Grizz Greats, the Coaching Tree Podcast. Uh, so go check this out. Listen to this. It's available uh, right now. We'll play this for you. Uh, it's brought to us by Blackfoot Communications. Blackfoot building a high-capacity fiber network to connect businesses and homes to the world. Visit goblackfoot.com for more information. Goblackfoot.com. It's also brought to us by our friends over at Berkshire Hathaway Real Estate. Mike Nugent and the Bryant team. Berkshire Hathaway, local real estate experts for all the ins and outs of the real estate world. They know it's a stressful situation, whether you're buying, selling, commercial, residential. Yep. Listen to the Grizz Grants podcast if you want to get a hold of those guys individually. Their phone numbers are all over the place, but Berkshire Hathaway has your best interests at mind at every turn. And Stockman's Bar as well, which houses Dobie Teriyaki, but it also houses, well, the cheapest beers around town. $3 all day, every day. Doesn't matter what kind of beer you're getting. Spice it up with some spicy dobies. Wash it down with a two dollar draft if go. you get hey. the dobies. Yeah. So now all of a sudden, basically, we're giving you a beer for a dollar. Essentially, if you go to stocks, buy dobies and buy a beer because you're going to get a dollar off your dobies courtesy of us. And then the beer is only two bucks. So basically, you could just say it's like a dollar beer from Two Tell Nuanas. You're really moving the money around. Anyway, uh, Stockman's Bar, proud supporter of. Uh, Montana men's basketball for over 50 years. This conversation with Don Holst is outstanding. A very intriguing path. Four years that he was there, went to the NC2A tournament, his fourth year as the head coach, and then was fired. I mean, he was not renewed after that, uh, much to his surprise and chagrin, as you hear in the extended version, the full version of this episode. But here you go. A little something for you to listen to. Our conversation from Grizz Grace Coaching Tree Podcast with Don Holst. I have a recollection of Luke Longley coming to town and being at the gym. Now, I'm not remembering if that was for a game or if it was something else. Do you have any recollection of Luke Longley coming to Missoula and being in the gym for a Montana game? It seemed like he was in the fall, came in in the fall when we were having workouts and open gym, and he got to play with our guys. 
But that's all I re- I don't remember him actually. Maybe. But he came to work out. I mean, who set up to get a seven foot one, like seventh overall pick Australian who played at New Mexico to Missoula to hang out and you know do some drills, run through some things with the guys? Well, uh, Crisco was a friend of his, mm. and so they had been either teammates or knew each other, and so he kind of knew the area, and he just happened to be, and he, he came in and, and worked out. It was it was only for a few weeks, and you know he's kind of getting ready for doing the next thing. He, you know, NBA. I think he was still playing. Yeah, he definitely was still playing. He was playing for my Chicago Bulls, Don. It was the greatest Ooh, day of my life when I got him to sign a sign a dollar bill for me. I was thrilled. <laughs> Tell us about some of the guys on the teams when you were the head coach. I grew up in Missoula, and uh, that was when I first started going to Grizz games. was the, the late 90s. I remember going to Sentinel Gym. I remember when Dahlberg reopened and going to those games. Love guys like Matt Williams and Dan Trammell and Brent Cummings, Travis Greenwald. I remember those teams vividly. What, what do you remember just about the makeup and chemistry of those teams and some of the guys that you coached? Well, it's funny. I got a text this morning from Ryan Slider. He said, remember this coach? And that's 15 years later, right? And it was Trammell getting the steal in the championship game uh, in Bozeman and just dunking it down, you know. And So I, I keep in touch a little bit with those guys. Shane Christensen, a little guard, recruited him out of Las Vegas. You always thought you could recruit better than Shane. Shane always beat him beat him down because he was such a great competitor and leader. I mean, when we ran the Grizzly two-mile, which they hated, Shane would always win it and set a record, and then he'd keep running until that 6'11 slug got finished. He would just keep running. He'd run until the last man was in, and he, he always did that. And the kids respected him for it. Now, did he score a lot of points? No, he scored a few, but he always guarded the toughest guy. He was a great playmaker. He played on two championship teams that I had, you know, the 2000 uh, championship conference championship and my last one in 2002. Without Shane at the helm, we wouldn't have won those championships. But we had, and you know, some of the guys, Matt Williams was a Juco kid that I I grabbed up in the Sierra Mountains of the Juco. A friend of mine turned me on to him, and I said, whoa. And uh, he had scoring mentality. And he, he not only was all-conference two years in a row, you know, in two, he averaged double-double his senior year, like 18 and 12. And they don't name him the MVP, and we win the league. And he was a math major, academic All-American. Really? But he, he was a good player. Mike Warhick played with him. He's a walk-on from Great Falls, Montana. Couldn't touch the rim, but he could <laughs> shoot it in. I mean, seriously. Uh, and it was like we were at Youngstown State, and we came from behind. And we we're going down the stretch, and I'm going to call this play. And both Mike and, and Matt, well, Mike had his master's. He was an academic. I mean, smart kids. And they both said, you know, last time we ran this coach first half, uh, they cheated this and this. I said, okay, we'll counter it. Call it, counter it. And we did. Mike knocks it down. We win. From that point on, that was in December, the trust that occurred in in the timeouts between the players and the coaches was unique. We ended up countering every play that we ran because people watch film. They see our signs or whatever. And pretty soon we're just, you know, we're dicking them left and right, being smarter than every team that we played. Not necessarily better in terms of physicality. Um, you know, in that group, the, the last year's group, uh, they were different. They they were very athletic. 
I mean, Ryan Slider, Dan Trammell, you know, David Belt, the best shooters in, in the league, period. Uh, you know, uh, he had little Shane and Travis Greenwald in there, solid. I can remember the last play that we ran in regulation in the semifinal against Montana State there, and they had bopped us by 20. They were calling us the 2020 Grizz. I knew we could beat them. And I can remember, you know, calling the timeout with about, like, I suppose it was 19 seconds or something left to call timeout, and they said, we're going to take one shot. We're going to win it in regulation or we're going to OT. And I'm going to call this play, and Trammell wasn't going to be the go-to guy. He wasn't happy. And I said, Trammell, I said, you're the best rebounder in the building. Do you think Travis is going to get your miss? I want two shots at this. That made sense to him. So we ran the play, and then it was broken up. Trammell didn't move. He didn't do what he was supposed to do and screened down. And I went, oh, no, what's going to happen now? And, you know, Shane dribbles the crease, pops it over to David Bell, best shooter in the league. I'll take that. In and dunk. All he thought about was that rebound. And, I mean, he grabbed it and just slammed it in the air. That was a fun group. That, that was a group that was very athletic, that, you know, they're going to guard it up, and, and, and they share it. All those teams share. There was no superstar mentality that I've got to get mine, you know, uh, and, and that's how you win. There you go. Don Holst, a segment from Grizz Grace Coaching Tree podcast series, which is out right now, episode five with Coach Holst. Again, a very intriguing, interesting conversation. They were fortunate enough to have with him. We appreciate uh, him joining us very much on that. It is brought to us by Blackfoot Communications. But Blackfoot is building a high-capacity fiber network to connect businesses and homes to the world. Visit goblackfoot.com for more information. Also, if you're interested in some real estate, buying, selling, whatnot, the Brian team and Mike Nugent at Berkshire Hathaway Real Estate. That's where you want to go. And if you'd like a cold brew, the right price, Stockman's Bar downtown on Front Street, supporting Montana basketball for over 50 years. Hey, Coulter, it was a uh, a great conversation. I'm glad that this episode is out now for folks to listen to with Coach Holst. He had so much to say. And again, really the only guy who has not renewed over the course of his, you know, uh, tenure with the Montana Grizzlies and, uh, you know, going in a different direction and yet successful in his own right, especially when you consider he didn't even have a, an arena to play. He's playing in a high school arena to start with and then ended up going to an NC2A tournament. Is this Rebecca Black? I don't know. That was an abrupt turn. Yes, perhaps it is. Miley Cyrus. See, David doesn't know about the Rebecca Black thing. We can do. It's the... No, no, David. She's been on this show before. Rebecca Black used to be like the presenting sponsor of this show. (laughs) That's incredible. It's the 10-year anniversary of Friday, Friday. Well, okay. Miley Cyrus and the Grizz Greats Coaching Tree Podcast. You can get them all on the internet. Last Grizz Greats. Go listen. Last hot take for a Tuesday. Rebecca Black's way better than Miley Cyrus. Oh, boy. Amazing. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz Athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not.
Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.